Bienvenidos a la Midwest Flyways Podcast. I am your host, Joey Basayo. And to my right, I have a, uh, how do you say in your country, is Cal Ness. Yep. You've and then got to me my, here. And then to my left, I have the Born and Raised crew. I have Eric and Cody. Thanks so much for coming on. What's up, guys? Oh, dude, that was Did honestly, that, I've been rolling. on a few podcasts and I've never had an opening. I love it. In Spanish? Yeah, no, not once. Yeah. Honestly, one of my life goals is to go on like Telemundo uh, radio. <laughs> It'd be incredible. I think you could do it, man. I've heard you do the whole goal thing and all that. Big time, oh, do bro. you just like run around in the front yard? Cool. Like oh, arms out. I used to play, so I yeah. just heard it all the time. Messi, 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 Messi. Golazo! <laughs> See, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> he could do it. Yeah. Especially with the construction. Yeah, Joey doing the whole construction thing all the time. I'm like 75% like, fluent. Grew up on roofing projects, you know? Oh, so okay. he like speaks a lot of Spanish. I grew up in the projects. So he's he's serious. <laughs> projects in Minnesota. Yes. He he means it when he says he wants to be on Telemundo. Yeah. Bienvenidos, amigos. <laughs> you want to play some intro music for us, Is there music playing right now? Yeah. <laughs> none of us have headphones. Yeah. We don't have headphones, so none of us know. So Carter's like playing the intro. It's on right now. Yeah. You can imagine what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's really cool. It's a song. And there's also some duck and goose calling in it. Oh, okay. It's pretty sick. I like it. Several times. Yeah. All right. If you're into that kind of deal, it's, yeah. it's yeah. kind of cool. I don't How long have you guys been doing the podcast? Since 2019. Okay. Yeah. We so started fourth it. Fourth year, holy crap. Yeah, fourth year doing it. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome for us just like to reach a lot of the different people that have followed us and a lot of new people. Right. Yeah. So how about you guys? Um, We, 20... About the same time, 2019. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it, it was it was just like, um, you know, I think it was just something for us. Kind of started uh, for the, you, you, when you make a video, it's just, you can't really encompass everything else, right? Right. You know, and mm-hmm. so when you start talking audio, storytelling, all the things that it's just another outlet of, you're never going to see or know or get all the, this cool information from people that you're interviewing, you know, education side of it, the entertainment side of it. Like you just can't get that in a 15 minute YouTube video. Yeah. No. And all of a sudden in a long form, you know, hour interview or conversation, it's pretty cool. Well, and then people always like clam up when you do the like a uh, full interview style, kind of cross their legs and they put their hands together yeah. and they think about everything they're going to say. Whereas if we have a couple outlaws and just hang out, it's exactly. like, exactly for sure. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. You, you, know? put, yeah. you put a camera on someone's face, it's it's it gets rough. Real well, quick. yeah, you guys have seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, how yeah. long have you guys been doing the YouTube deal or just making videos and TV shows? Uh, we started filming in 2007. Uh, Holy crap. Made our first <laughs> DVD in 2008. Um, did a slew of DVDs and then did a TV show in, for Sportsman's in 2013. And then kind of took a break for a little bit. That's I had another company called Full Draw Film Tour. So it was a bow hunting film tour. So we started in 2010, and then uh, I kind of went gangbusters on that, kind of all the way across the country, and and then uh, sold that in 2016. That 20 2016 is like when Hush was like, "You guys need to do YouTube," mm-hmm. and you know, go digital, 
And that's when we made the push, like, 2017, really, is when yeah. the free and the whole thing. Well, what even is Born and Raised Outdoors? Because I always knew you guys as big game. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing you guys at Game Fair or something, and I'm like, you do waterfowl, too? Like, I'm, I was so confused, and I've been wanting to talk to you about it on the podcast because I genuinely don't understand it. So yeah. could you please explain to me, everybody else, what is Born and Raised? You start us off, and I'll talk about the introduction of waterfowl. Yeah, so, I mean, Born and Raised Outdoors, we it, the, the mantra is to entertain, educate, and inspire. That was the whole purpose of making content, and it was basically capturing on video what we felt hunting was. Like, for us, you turn on, at the time, you know, Outdoor Channel, Sportsman, it was like guys shooting bucks out of tree stands and feeders or, you know, just different stuff than what we grew up hunting, and it was yeah. even watching Primos, like, truth videos, like... We don't have hunting like that. Like we grind it out and crawl through the brush in the Oregon coast and get slivers and, you know, all the huckleberry or not huckleberries, but salmon berries and all the stuff. And like we might see an elk. And so it was like um, we wanted to encapsulate that in video. And then uh, so that was kind of the whole mission was just to show the grind DIY stuff. So that's kind of the whole deal. And it was actually, I guess, the transition for waterfowl. Like I grew up loving waterfowl that was uh, i would say more of an interest in big game hunting but when we started filming in 2007 i stopped waterfowl hunting and didn't do it for 10 years i feel like if you're going to be that successful in that space you have to eat sleep and breathe that 24 7 to be successful as you were yeah are yeah and so that was so i didn't i didn't not waterfowl hunt once in 10 years and then when i went back in 2017 early actually it was like January 1st, 2018, I picked up shotgun again. I'm like, holy shit, I've been missing this. <laughs> like, And yeah. then Strand and I reconnected. We met in college. Uh, first time, I'll tell you, like, how I met Eric. Yes. We were out scouting for Cacklers, Willamette Valley, you know, and uh, my buddy Matt and I roll into Western Oregon University and pull into the dorm parking lot, and here's Strand sitting in a single-cab Toyota, little Toyota four-wheel drive pickup, doing his Main Street. Classic. <laughs> Doing Hell Main Street yes. training for wor- like practicing for worlds. I was getting ready for worlds that year, so I was in the truck, like literally oh, running yeah. routines. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't blow them in the in the dorms. Right. So I'm in a '94 Toyota standard cab pickup, absolutely just damaging my hearing. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know how many times <laughs> yes. I said Strand, Strand, hey Strand. You know, oh yeah, what? Unreal. For my age, my hearing's really bad, and I, I, if there's anything I can talk about right now, yeah. is take care of your hearing. But yes, that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we kind of reconnected. There in 2018 or so, I think mm-hmm. it was, yep. and started talking more, um, like we need to go hunt together. And at that time, it was more interest, big game, you know. And, yeah. and then we hunted again together in like 2019, I think. At that point, I was still running the guide service like hot and heavy. We're on you know multiple days a week, multiple trips. Is busy. You guys came up and hunted with me for a right. day. Yeah, he treated us like clients, and I'm like. Dude, never again. He, you know, it's like <laughs> meet meet us at meet me at Safeway at 6:15. And I'm like, cool. And then, like, thinking, like, we're going to throw a spread. And, oh, no, we get there. Spread set. Holy shit. Blinds are grassed. He's like, oh, yeah, I got up at 3.30, and we got this all done. And he literally, like, we're dudes just rolling into the field to Unbelievable. shoot. And I'm just like, a bunch of elk go waterfowl that's hunting. So. Cl- you just, that's classy, Eric. <laughs> it was good. No way to get a really good time. And that's when we started really talking again. It's yep. like a lot. Yep. And then from there, it ended up rolling into our current, you know, business partnership and, um, Introduction of the waterfowl stuff to the YouTube space for us. Right. So, 
So. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have, you're the, you're doing the flyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We ended yeah. up doing a separate channel and the ma- main reason, and you guys know, like YouTube, you have like this nucleus, right? A content. If like you step outside that nucleus, they slap your hand. I mean, it's, it's just, so dumb. It's, and it's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they pigeonhole you. And so basically we'd put a bunch of waterfowl videos on the main channel and it was getting like 15,000 views, 10,000 views, 8,000 views. And like our elk videos are getting 75,000. We're like, what the heck? Like I thought there'd be more crossover. Yeah. And so that's when we were like, we're talking and like, or waterfowl turkey. We just need another channel. And it's now those videos, you know, some of them are doing awesome. So it was just, it just, I felt like we were making good t- content. It just wasn't getting the eyeballs on it. So that was the whole thing with opening that second. Dude, it's an it's a game. It's an unbelievably frustrating game. The algorithm yeah. is either working for you or working against you. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So. Um, and I know you guys have expanded into other stuff too. You know, I know you guys are, you're selling a bunch of different stuff, like different products as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So Game it, bags. Yeah, we have game bags. Um, and then on the hunting side, like we have a call, Born and Raised Calco. Yeah. Um, and it, which is really cool is its ability for like, I want to hunt anything that I can call and trick. Like that, that to me is the game. Like if I can mimic an a- another animal and like trick them into thinking that this was a real deal. So obviously elk, turkey waterfowl those three things so it's like let's build the tools that we want and there's some things in the market that really haven't um we've had ideas on and now it's like oh we can go do this which is pretty cool but we actually so he's eric uh and brian stone started a call company did you guys 2014 yeah it was right around 2013 2014 because we were both just starting to have kids yeah. We started a business called S2 Calls. It was Strand yep. and Stone. Yep. Yep. And uh, we started having kids. Life got busy. Brian ended up moving to Idaho. So we ended up selling that that business. And kind of, I just thought, well, you know, that was that was kind of our one our one chance, and our one time of making calls and building our waterfowl calls. But then the opportunity came um, six years later, seven years later, with Cody and Trent and Trevor. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, maybe we can start making calls. We'll start with elk, yeah. do waterfowl, do turkey. At that same time, the gentleman who I actually sold the business to, Lynn Points, called me up out of the blue. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm getting busy with my business. Uh, would you like to buy it back? I was like, well, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have another shot at, you know, running the same calls I designed almost a decade ago. So we ended up buying S2 calls back and then, you know, brought it all back into the Born yeah. Calco. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome, guys. Yeah, I know. So it's been, it's a blessing, man. We've Manufacturing uh, is a lot of fun and at times... You're looking at each other going, what did we get ourselves into So much easier here? to just go make videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I literally, yeah. yeah. I kind of can. So. Yeah, this, I mean, in this, I don't know, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, this trip in itself has been a good recharge, you know, of, like, making content. Because, yeah. you know, elk hunting's been a grind. We, you know, months straight, got home, had a short break, and then gone up here. I was actually telling Brent today on the on the scout, and I'm like, dude, this is so much fun. Like, I felt like elk season was work, and this was fun for me, you know? Oh, work, yeah. Yeah, so it brings a lot of life back into the content, too, I think, so. Are you guys, so this stuff will go on, what, the flyway? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. So, yeah. and this is, this will be the kickoff we're doing. It's Project Flyway, which is like the trailer giveaway and all the gear stuff. Yeah. This will be the first videos starting in November, so. Yeah, they're giving away a trailer. With a bunch of stuff in it. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. 
when we we came up with that idea like in June, July. Yeah, I think it was like somewhere in there. It's yeah. like we should just buy a trailer and take it around and fill it full of stuff. Which, <laughs> by the way, tomorrow before you guys leave, you got to sign the inside of the door. Yeah. And yeah. if you have stickers or whatever else, like yep. anyone that's been on us, like, yeah. So awesome. We're gonna have oh, everyone yeah. that we hung with along the way the whole season sign the inside of the door. I love that. That'd be kind of cool. That's sick. Nice. Where's yeah. the next stop for you guys then? Um, first up, well, we got back for like a day. We got some a blacktail trip um, where we gave away a hunt and a guy that won it's coming out. Um, and nice. then we'll start Oregon openers like October 14th, 15th, yeah, October 14th, 14th this 15th. year. And then we're actually like the big one for me. Well, duck open will be good, but first period goose 21st, 21st October. So yeah, we'll, we'll go back and hunt Oregon for a little while. And then we're just chatting about that. Like, Oregon, California, Idaho, um, Washington, possibly Minnesota, and then Let's Colorado, go. Nebraska, Wyoming. When are you That's coming to Minnesota? That's what we were talking about before we sat down. Oh, we might have to have them up. We need to. Oh yeah, five. you should. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely should. We'll put yeah. you on a really fun open water hunt, and you'll shoot every species. Sweet, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, bag action. some canvas backs coming out of the fog, landing eight feet from you. Be awesome. You won't hit a damn thing. (laughs) It's so, you just like, your whole blood is pumping where your head is like throbbing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting. Uh, We've been shooting a lot of birds up here, guys. It's been pretty awesome. (laughs) It's been been a heck of a couple days. Hammering the fuck out. Like, like, what the fuck? You guys are so casual about it. Oh, yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. We shot 124. I'm like, we shot 124. Yeah. Yeah. Are you shitting me? So, last two days, we've done 143 and 111. Yeah. So, not not a bad couple days. And, like, we were talking about, you know, it's one of those things where when, when things are going like they are. You gotta take advantage and just burn their ass. Like, yeah, you know, you exactly. Got, you got it's like yeah. Yeah. talking with Randy too. He's yeah. like, the days that you get them, you just gotta appreciate the. You know, yep. like you just gotta take it all in because it it doesn't happen that often. And to stack really kind of three in a row, like tomorrow, I think it's gonna be a different game, right? Weather change, pattern change. Yeah, new birds, right? Shitload of new birds. Today's one, or tomorrow's one of those days. Like it could, we could shoot a bunch of hawkers and some snows, or we could shoot a bunch of hawkers. And a bunch of snows. I mean, it could yeah. it could potentially happen because we're going on that huge flight line. Yeah, oh yeah, a bunch of new birds. Like yeah, that field that you guys birds. saw was like a full section. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean that was that was a lot of snows up there, and there's just it was so over a hundred thousand. Right? Oh, it is a hundred k. I don't know. It was Great. it was insane. I'll never I'll never know what a proper number is. You know, it's either five thousand. <laughs> like or when you guys 000. drove through that stuff combined, because. I don't know how spread out it was when you saw it. It was spread for sure. And that's, I think, the hardest part is like back, like a lot of times, you know, I'm used to scouting to find 120 honkers and I'll literally count every single bird in the field. For sure. Yeah, there's 124 (laughs) in that, you know? And so it's like, you put the mass of that. It's like, even if you like count, okay, there's 10, 20, 30, 40, you know, up to 100 and then start like, Okay, Taking carry, carry the ninety-seven. You know, I think the best way to measure snow geese if they're if they're somewhat tight is by acres. I'm yeah, to figure out how many acres of yeah. geese you have because try to put a number to it. It's like, yeah, I've got ten to twenty thousand. Well, it's like, do you have ten thousand or do you have double that? Do you have twenty thousand? Yeah, you know, yeah, but it's tough, especially like right now, especially with our goose uh, or our goose our decoy spreads. We're going yeah. super loose because these yeah. birds are 
super loose. Totally. Well, they're so, loose. Yeah, yeah, they're sluts. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're giving they up really the last are, though, actually. Yeah. <laughs> when we were driving up here, that's what we noticed. I mean, everything on the way up was really loose and spread out, and so we are kind of, you know. Did today feel like you guys, like, it was one of the most relaxed Hundred Lumber. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was like I mean, relaxed Century Mark it I've was. ever seen. It was crazy. Six at a time. Yeah. I've only Five yesterday was the first Century Mark that I've been a part of, and I'm like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah. And then today we're like, oh yeah, there's a three pack. Let's just destroy it. Oh, there's a seven pack. Let's kill everything. We should probably one. preface it by saying like we're packing up at nine thirty. We're not yeah. hunting all day. No. no. This isn't a ding-the-dong deal. This is like, ah, flight's over at 9.30, 9.45. We're yeah. ding-dong ditching the field. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Hi. Ding-dong. Hi. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, it's just the the hide has been crazy, too. It seems like that that like whole grass with the willows and whatever, it's yep. just been perfect. And putting up panels everywhere. like that, like, yeah. you just make your own hedgerow, island, yeah. whatever. Which the stabilizers... Well, that's what I was just going to say. That just blew my mind. Well, you come out there and I see these metal poles. They're like, put that pin two in and that pin one in. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a stabilizer. I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to try this. And it's incredible, guys. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, no. I, that, it's a game changer with pants. Once you start using stabilizers, yeah, you, you never go back. No. And it's the like versus move. the A-frame, right? It's like the whole rigmarole putting that whole frame up, snapping things together. It's like you take those panels, unfold them. You know, they're, it's quick. It is a, yeah. it is really quick. Yeah, it is. You don't have yeah, to ratchet we, strap them? No. Exactly. I couldn't believe how fast we set that spread this morning. I, I thought in either. the snow that we would be, like, a little bit slower, like, with the weather, you know, sleet, really cold. Everyone's like, wanting to get shit quick. done. What did we Just, put out for full bodies today? Like, like 210, 220? Put out 210 and set up, like, eight panels in, yeah. like, 35 minutes. So Not there's that. your gauge. You think about what our spread looks like. Yeah. It was fast. It was also day two, so everyone's kind of always in rhythm. So everyone kind of knew what to do. Oh, yeah. We were in rhythm yeah. day one. That yeah. was quick. I don't know what you're talking about. That's, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting around That's like, what, I don't yeah, know Yeah, Joey's over do. there pooping for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both you guys, you guys shit like none other. <laughs> what? Yeah. If it comes in, it's got to come out. A lot, of, a shit, lot of emergency stuff yet. going on. No. On any of the hunts. No. But the bird well, while we're cleaning 170 birds, <laughs> we're like, where's Cal? Where'd Cal go? <laughs> Anyone, I Cal, Bueller, no Ferris Bueller, anyone? I had <laughs> no choice. He had to triple whatsoever. Acid. Shit shower oh, yeah. shave. Yeah. yeah. Comes uh, back looking so good. It's like, listen. I did not shower. Was that listen, Axe body spray? Was it? I did not shower. <laughs> I did not shower yet. <laughs> Joey kind of ran you over with the bus on that one. Oh, yeah. I did. I was like, you guys have to fuck with him when he gets back. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, I'm okay, sure. we're done. You can yeah. clean the rest. There's still 40 in the pickup. Yeah. 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 I got it, better still a few. I, I will say, like, this is my first trip to Canada. Same. Yeah. And same. it is same. Far exceeded what I'd hoped it could be. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you yeah, you you see and hear like, oh, burning down that many birds, but to see as many birds, to go find it just just I I really enjoyed the scout. Like yesterday, like the first day we did double da- daily doubles, you know, and it was t- like it was cool, but then actually to go knock on doors, get permission. Like we were four for four yesterday, all of us. Yeah. Like all four trucks. Found feels, got permission, good to go. And, and that brings up a good point. Like the Canadian farmers, pretty uh, pretty uh, amazing, honestly. Oh, and they've the, been the, super so helpful. Nice. So chill. Yeah. So nice. That guy, Josh, I mean, he literally 
He said, where are you boys from? I said, Oregon. Oh, that's a long uh, hike, eh? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's a pretty good jaunt up here. He goes, hey, when you shoot some, if you got extra, bring them by, eh? It's like, that's you got real. it. Yeah. Love it. I will gift you all of my birds, actually. Yeah. yeah. 111. <laughs> <laughs> See, we can bring them 111. Yeah. I know we were just talking before we, you know, started this podcast, but North Dakota is very reminiscent in ways, you know, just like the topography and the land mm-hmm. and stuff. I think you guys would really enjoy hunting there too. I know myself, I'd love to. My, my family, that's where they all grew up and farmed for their whole lives and yeah. just listen to their stories. It, it sounds very, very reminiscent of, of the, the Canadian prairies as well. So. Yeah, man. And in North Dakota, do you have to draw a license there? Or is that South no. Dakota? No, no, South Dakota, South Dakota you do. Okay. Yeah, yeah they have a lottery, which is terrible because my dad lives there and i just want to like go and hunt with him once a year right i have to put in for a draw in july and if you don't put into the first draw you're probably not going to get it and they only sell like 3800 a year really really and then do you get a license for the year or is like a 10-day stretch it depends on what you draw for okay so when i did it it was uh it was an all-year deal that's a hard one to get um but i went out there and used it five times yeah. It's only three and a half hours. Yeah. Me. Gotcha. So it's like, North I got to Dak- do it. North Dakota's two seven-day stretches. Oh, okay. So you buy a license, you get two seven-day stretches to hunt. Oh, okay. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of worth it. You guys, So you guys hunt early over there and then go back? or Yeah, so the, the August season, uh, early goose out there, that's a separate tag. And that's 50 bucks, and then you have to pay 25 bucks now for a habitat stamp. So dumb. It's just extra money. And... Uh, and then when you go and hunt in the normal season, that's the two seven day stretch, and that's a hundred and fifty. Okay. So yeah. it's actually a pretty expensive license. Mm-hmm. You guys shooting mostly dark geese and then ducks. I really try to target ducks, ducks yeah. when I go out to North Dakota, just because the amount of them out there is staggering. So it's kind of polished like this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. With trees or is it? Like- yeah, there's like tree rows, mm-hmm. oh, so okay. it like separates each field. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. Not like this natural all like these no. are all what are they? All, yeah, they're like an alder cottonwood asp. Yeah, they're yeah. Like a different type. Yeah. yeah, not quite as much of that, but definitely a lot of potholes. Sloughs yeah. and that kind of Yeah, that's what it's yeah. known for is just Cat. pothole pothole country. Yeah. hundred percent. Besides some of the besides Minnesota, it's like the number one breeding state. It's North and South Dakota breed a lot of ducks gotcha. yeah. in our flyway. And you guys but you guys Minnesota lose your ducks pretty quick. Uh, yeah, they go north, like, immediately, and then they come back down. Oh, really? They did a study on it a couple of years ago where all these mallards with a backpack on them, they were wondering where they went right away because they're all born here, and then they just leave. Mm. So, like, are they going south, north? And it showed that, like, all the mallards were heading north, and they come back down first to second week of October in, like, a trickling effect. And then we don't really get mallards until first or second week of december after our season's closed oh, we'll, you, we'll get a push in like yeah you get late october november yeah so your duck season closes early yeah our duck season closes right at thanksgiving so like yeah. the saturday of thanksgiving pretty much every year that's our last and we did, we're like just getting going yeah thanksgiving for yeah. us is like that's when our season yeah. just gets rolling which is interesting for us because like one of two things it kind of extends our year a little mm-hmm. bit just in the sense that we'll we travel Right. So we're like one of the first, I think, what is it, a couple states share our opener date? Yeah, North Dakota. Yeah, so we're, one, you know, obviously first few states that opens. 
and then we can basically try and travel and go south until everyone else kind of finishes up a lot of it in February, you know, okay. and you can get in hunt in February. So yeah, we have a 107-day season. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Long fucked one. up. And you can shoot actually. seven mallards. Seven mallards. Seven mallards a day. Yeah. Unreal. We can shoot four. Right. Only two of them can be hens. Yeah, we're at two. One pintail, which, like, around us, you know, on the coast side, would be thousands of pin, like I think it's roughly, like, 75% of the, the nation's pintails migrate through our flyway or winter in oh. our flyway. And the hard part is, like, we always feel like, well, gosh, we should be able to shoot more pintails. Yeah. But as a, as a, as a, yeah, comment, as a whole, as a flyway, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a nation. You guys would be no. the ones to do the most damage to them, and therefore, yeah. yeah. We, had, we had a two-pintail limit for a few years, and that was nice. You know, just at least one more. But shoot back in the in the day, I'm gonna say probably back in the eighties, they could shoot seven. Seven pintails a day. Holy crap. But, th- but then you come to Canada, you can shoot eight ducks, which yeah. would be eight pintail hens or eight mallard hens or you know. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. It I'm feels like, illegal. It yeah, is. what's what's the hen count? Doesn't matter. Eight eight ducks. Yeah. On the way up, I was telling Joey, like, it's insane to think that here in a day, if you had a great day, you could theoretically shoot twenty snow geese. Eight geese, eight ducks, five and cranes. five cranes. And five five cranes. cranes. Like you could and shoot five forty-one birds and by yourself if you had a great day in one day here. Yeah, it's wild. That's insane. Yeah, that'd be that'd be like, a hell of a day. Hard to comprehend <laughs> that. Yeah, that's so many birds. So yeah, I mean, I can't even can't even imagine. I was kind of surprised when we first got here talking to a few guys. I know a few different outfitters in the area, and it sounds like it's really busy and there's a lot of pressure. But I haven't seen it. No, I no, really no, I don't think they, they know what yeah, they there's, consider there's, oh, pressure, pressure yeah. is like a person in the town. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Get out of here. dude. I, yeah. I saw two spreads today, tonight, okay. and that's the first time I've seen anyone's yeah. set up. And then the first morning we heard one other group go. We didn't hear any gunshots yesterday. No. Nope. Nope. Didn't hear any today. No. Nope. Zero. Nope. Yeah. No, on our opening day, it sounds like World War Three. Oh, yeah. So there's a spot called Summer Lake in Oregon. And they have this red blinking light at the check station for the wildlife area. It's a super flat, like, desert setting. And over a 1,000 public land duck hunters go to Summer Lake for the opener. Over a 1,000. It's awesome. There's big campgrounds. It, it's a party. I mean, people, nobody goes to sleep. Everyone has a good yeah. time. But when that that's, the red light blinks and, boom, shooting time, it goes dark. And it's like, pop. And then it's literally 20 minutes, and I'm not exaggerating, of solid popcorn gunfire. It's, oh, my gosh. It's it's definitely something to hear. It's, Are they it's killing birds there, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, shoot, that that opening weekend, I would say there's probably 3,000 hunters. The average is like three three and a half to four birds a hunter. So 4,000 ducks get killed. Good. Oh, it's wild. But what's oh. pretty cool is it's, it's a banding area, too. So they yeah. banned a lot of ducks there. So there's a good chance you're going to kill a band, and it's, it's a fun spot. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah, I remember the last year someone posted a selfie, like, standing, because you can't go until four, yeah. right? Can't go until four. And he's like, takes a selfie, and you see all these headlamps, and he's like a hundred yards back in line. Just Holy there's cow. there's two main dikes that feed out this this marsh, and you cannot go past the gate until four a.m. Well, it literally looks like the running of the bulls. I mean, you've got people on bikes and carts and little boats from. I mean, it's a hundred yards of people getting ready to go. And then as soon as they can go at four a.m., they just all <laughs> start going down the yeah. dike. It's wild. Yeah, it's one of those just. Duck hunting culture things in Oregon. Yeah, it's you know, it's pretty cool. It's it really cool. And then he grew up on like one of the, I would say, one of the coolest wildlife areas. Yeah. In Sabi. Sabi on Wildlife Area. It's it's 15 minutes from my front door. 
It's a 14 square mile island located right on the, on the Columbia River. And it's one of the major wintering areas, or at least migration areas, for all the ducks and geese in the area. And I want to say it's something like 17,000 or 18,000 ducks a year get killed on the wildlife area just, just on that island. Holy yeah, so they shit. hunt. It's crazy. So they hunt it every other day. Every other day for the whole season. So, and then there's. there's so they let it rest every other day? Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Yeah, and there's a refuge. There's refuge area on it. Um, yeah, you have you have Sturgeon Lake Refuge, which is a huge. It's it's a huge body of water, and that's where the majority of the birds, you know, roost, and that's where they have they seek refuge. But then, the wildlife area itself is is managed by the state, and they plant flooded corn, flooded millet, buckwheat. I mean, they've got pasture ground. It's and they got like full of timber. They make it right. Reservoirs. It's pretty sweet. That's the, the program they do is is amazing. Like you think about. Uh, like the money and they they farm ducks there and do it well and it's such a awesome opportunity it's i will say intimidating as fuck for someone to like roll in there if you've never been there like yeah i I went to the standby line got there at midnight i was like the 10th or 12th truck wake up at four in the morning and there's like another 60 trucks behind me and this is like standby it's it's like our our biomeda right for arkansas right i mean i'm not saying it's the same but it's the same as far as like the pressure and everyone that hunts the area knows it and so if you showed up if if you showed up the boat in biomeda and you're like just gonna launch your boat you'd be like oh my god what did i get myself into Mm -hmm. but it's it's pretty cool too on on sabi there's a historical um like landmark where lewis and clark when they when they came in they camped there it must have been during the migration because they actually moved campsites two days later because the sounds of the ducks and geese were so loud they couldn't sleep. So, oh my shit. gosh, there's a lot of so hit, cool. lot of history, a lot of history. I've never sturgeon. Shit. No sturgeon, yeah, yeah. And then there's like some pretty insane duck clubs that there's they farm ducks and <laughs> I mean, like people are paying some serious money to be a part of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's roughly I'm gonna say roughly forty duck clubs on the really. Uh, so half the island is public and half the island is private. Okay, on that, that that southern half, that's all the private land. There's like forty plus duck clubs, and I'd say out of those, there's probably a handful that I would say are I mean top notch. Forty yeah. duck club. How many acres is this island? Well, it's fourteen square miles. Oh, so, so you take half big. of that is going to be the wildlife area, the, the public, and the other half is all ag grounds farmed. And I mean, there's there's duck clubs as big as three or four hundred acres, and as small as ten acres. You know, wow. Flooded corn is definitely like that's the king, just like anywhere else in the, in yeah. the yeah in the, in the country right now. It's illegal to do it here. I heard or in that. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, Minnesota, you guys can't do it. Yep. Yeah. But you can do it everywhere else. Yeah. So you can't leave it's corn baited. Is it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it's ridiculous. If ha- if it happens naturally, you're good. But if you purposely do it, it's baiting, hmm. and you can't hunt it. Interesting. It's so ridiculous. And Minnesota yeah, is can you do millet. Yeah, you can flood millet. Okay, just yep. not corn. Just not corn or beans. Gotcha. So it's yeah. called a. Uh, what's it called? Uh, not unethical. It's a. Uh, not normal farming practice. Abnormal farming Abnormal, practice. Yeah. Not standard practice. Yeah. 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 Essentially. So it's just yeah. it's so shitty because then you go down to Iowa and it's like, oh, great. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy too. I mean, like, obviously this is same as other places yeah. in, in some instances as well. But if like a farmer in Minnesota has a bad crop year and like his crop is shit and they till it under, if you till under a cornfield... We can't hunt that field. Yeah, they, they, they call it like a baited field, right? It's a baited yeah, field. It's, yeah. baited field. Non, it's a non-traditional farming practice. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard in southern Minnesota, but like Rochester, that people will go and hunt the standing corn, and there's a grass field in front, so like that's a 
big way that people hunt um, Minnesota for the moat migration. Oh, okay. It's a great way to hide 15 yeah. people. Yep. And some guys were, like, messing around. They are chucking corn cobs at each other, and a warden came out and checked them, took all their guns because they had touched. Called, called it baiting. He called yeah. it baiting. They're, they're big on it. Like, just no questions, took, took their guns. It's like, dude, they didn't even throw the corn into the spread. You know, like, it fell off the... I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So they take baiting very, very seriously in Minnesota for no reason. It's not like we have a history for it. We're not on the Chesapeake Bay where the bay is just golden yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Exactly. But they hammer you on the rules. We were actually talking about that today. Like, I'm I'm jealous you guys have malt migrators. I mean, that's... We have nothing even close to to mold migrators. Really? No, nothing. Well, I guess you guys don't really have that season change that we have no and our honkers actually like we, we have a pretty decent local population of honkers and we have an early september season and it's good it's right in the heart of elk season so we don't really take advantage of it but once our cacklers arrive like our cacklers are like snow geese right so i always i always say like hey imagine you take your wife out to dinner at a nice restaurant and then someone releases like a school bus full of kindergartners <laughs> that's what our that's what our honkers do. Our honkers like the calculators show up. And the honkers like deuces. We'll see you. Guys yeah, and yeah. they end up down by me. Yeah, they go they go south. They go to the mountain country. They they, they get out of dodge because three hundred thousand calculators show up, and calculators are dicks. Like, I are hate, they? Oh, I hate calculators. The them. big geese can't just like kick their ass. They're so aggressive. Yeah, and these calculators calculators fly like snows as far as like how aggressive they are and in big huge flights. Yeah, and it's it's all safety in numbers. And our honkers, oh, there's 80 honkers in the field. The cacklers will move in 5,000 at a time and just kick them out. So, and they I, feed, like, that oh, front oh, line God. is literally, it's like storming the beaches of Normandy. I mean, they're just, like, so tight, and they're just eating fat. And then it's like a ra- foot race. Like, yeah. It's just. They're like snows. Oh, just yep. like, they're just, like, like, constantly landing over the front of each other. Yep. 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 It's Looking so at a flock of cacklers, 5,000 cacklers on the ground, it looks just like a, a, a feet of snows. Yeah. I mean, they're constantly bumping here. ahead. Except up here. Except up here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I enjoy hunting cacklers still, but our cackler hunt has changed so much. It's such a highly regulated hunt. Um, and they're oh, Yeah, because you can only shoot two? Three person? Now. Three. Yeah, three. Wow. No. They're the Aleutian cacklers, right? No, so Aleutians are a different subspecies of Canada goose. So we have seven subspecies that actually winter in our valley. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we've got Aleutians, we've got cacklers, taverners, lessers, westerns or honkers, duskies, and then Vancouver's. And duskies, you can't shoot anymore. Duskies are the ones that now you, you get a ticket if you shoot one. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's it's a highly regulated. You have to have a permit and anymore. You used to, used to have a full check station. Check station Like literally day. have to go, and then they had a... A color gradient scale they you know they do the measurement on bills it was like walking into the cop shop every day yeah like literally like all right sweet let's roll the dice and that didn't make you guys hesitate to go hunt something no it, it didn't I feel like that would push people out of the sport like too much regulation so that, that you, that's a great point because that's why i enjoyed it so much nobody did it Oh, like so much wanted to. Yeah. 90% of the guys scared. were like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm not going to a check station. I'm not worried about that. So sweet. More for us, right? And it was Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, and you couldn't shoot before 8 a.m. Yeah, you only shoot between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. So it was very highly regulated. But looking back, you didn't, you know, you don't know how good something is until it's gone. Like, yeah. We had some badass goose hunting. I mean, we're we're landing grinds of three to five thousand or more cacklers. And we would just land them and look for collars and 
we were using DSDs and landing them and, and letting them walk around, trying to find leg bands. And it was, it was yeah, fun. yeah. Well, here, here's my question. How would you, when you finally find the collar mm-hmm. or the leg band, how do you not kill 30 behind it? So that was the hard part. And the way we set our spread is we'd set our spread in two little groups. And they'd land with a group, and then they'd start walking across to the next group. <laughs> so, No way. Yeah, so what we try to, try to get them to do, if, if we're going to do that, is we try to get them to come walk out and opening. Or we actually a lot of times would end up flushing them, knowing, okay, there's a neck collar in there. They would go out and just come back in. Just like snows, right? We wouldn't we wouldn't shoot them out. We wouldn't like clap them out. We just kind of open like a, a blind. Mm. So all of a sudden they bump up, they come back around, and now you're looking for a net collar. And so there you, there you have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. A lot, of a lot of fun. Where are some of the craziest places you guys have hunted birds? He he this is it for me. I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this is nuts, dude. Right. Where we are is pretty nuts. Like craziest as far as like crazy weather or just crazy experience? Or? I don't know, man. Yeah, I'll take either. You know, so whatever. I'll, I will say hunting sea ducks yeah. is an experience. You know, we, we can hunt on the coastal bays and also we can hunt on our, on our big river. Um, and nine times out of ten when you're shooting them, it's not nice out. Yeah. I think it's really gnarly. Like I enjoy hunting big river systems. And so with that comes big weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some, some of my most memorable like crazy hunts have to do with just big weather. Yeah. But I've been fortunate. I've hunted um, – now I've hunted every every flyway and you know been a lot of a lot of cool places. Canada for me is definitely one of the the top spots. Oh yeah, this is what your sixth trip or that's like sixth or seventh trip. I've hunted in Alberta and Saskatchewan, um, and it's just I mean we've talked about it. Good farmers, good people, just a good time. I mean, right, huge limits. It's it's they're they're literally the nicest people. I mean, even I was at the gas station today. I said, "Oh, are you from here? No, from Ontario." And uh, she goes, the reason I moved here is the people are nicer here. I'm like, (laughs) but everyone here is awesome. Yeah, everyone's been super nice. Yeah, Yeah, this place is ridiculous, you guys. Like, I can't get over today, and we, like, kind of hopped over it, but we literally had a gentleman shoot of 111 birds today. It was ridiculous. We had one big spin. Mm -hmm. We didn't kill a whole lot out of it. But then everything after that, we made a count. It's like yeah. every five pack, every seven pack, just dusted the shit out of them. Yeah, I kept raked them. The efficiency in shooting was awesome. Thank and God. I was yeah. scared because that high, generally on that high wind, it's like first shot, good. And then it's like second, I don't know, third, who knows. Yeah, so Joey and I were on the upwind side. Thank and so God. Joey and I are sitting Thank there. Thank God. Yeah, we're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for the birds to finally crawl up while Cody and the rest of the gang was <laughs> down one side. And they're just like, are they going to call a shot? Please call a shot, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it worked out really good. So. I felt bad. Like, I just like, I kept wanting them to get higher in the spread for you guys. Hey, every time that Joey and I decided to film with our cell phones, not a lot died. So we just, that is, yeah. that is real. Yeah. It is old, real. Old, old gun hand over here. I, I honestly <laughs> didn't shoot that many ghosts today. And one time Cody Cody was <laughs> shooting out of the 360 camera blind, and he's got the gun laid on the blind like a turret. <laughs> that is true. It was a single, and I did snipe it. And I just literally didn't move my gun and waited till the snow came into it, and I just shot it. That's so gross. <laughs> That's so gross. But, like, we, we were talking yesterday on the walkout. I mean, it's a lot of fun because how many days – in South Dakota or other places, have you sat there and been like, got my ass kicked? I hate this. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Where you have a spin of like a hundred thousand coming in, and they will just hang out at eighty-five yards yeah. and not get any closer. They're all adults or whatever. It's we've had so many bad juvie years, and I heard this year was a good juvie year, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. Yeah, and it is. No, it's because how many juvie blues have we killed? Oh, 
Good lord. And Judy Just, uh Judy Rossi's. Yeah. Lots of Judy Rossi's. I guess the, the Rossi hatch was really good. Thank God. So, yeah. the, Thank uh, God. They save every hunt. Exactly. I <laughs> Rossi's gotta say, and though, those eagle heads. Oh. They're amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Such pretty. a pretty bird. Really pretty. Guys, I just wanted to highlight the fact that Cal is, is in the bedroom right there. Is he cramping up? Yeah, he's cramping up really. Is that what bad. you're doing? <laughs> I could not figure out. I'm like, where'd he go? I, I heard him tap. What in. happened? <laughs> Cal drink more water. Cal Cal woke us up at like two thirty in the morning. Gavin and I just got to bed. Longer. It was like six years ago. Going to hunt that big water spot. And uh Cal, like, Gavin and I are just going to bed. Cal wakes up, Joey, 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 I need your help. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what? What? What is going on? Gavin gets out of the bunk bed above us, and he's like, what's going on? And he, like, won't tell us for three minutes because he's being so dramatic. So dramatic. And we're like, what is going on? He's like, I'm cramping. And Gavin and I both just start crying, laughing. Listen, man. Cal is crying. Because Woke he's in up. so much pain, and we are dying laughing because you were a little bitch, eat yeah. a banana, oh my go God. back to sleep. Had double inner thigh cramps. <laughs> woke up, <laughs> woke up in the middle of the night with double inner thigh cramps, and uh, I was in so much pain that I didn't know what to do. Like I think I was just becoming delirious. Like I was literally. Joey said I was grabbing the bunk bed above me, yeah, he was like pulling trying himself to like, up. levitate. You know. It was ridiculous. So Joey like wakes up and I'm levitating in the bed and I'm like, Joey, help. And he's like, oh. <laughs> a little exorcist. Yeah. A little bit oh, of an exorcism on a Saturday night. Uh, Inner thigh cramp. I, I honestly oh. can say I don't think I've ever had one. It's rough. Don't it's, want one. It sucks. They suck. Yeah. I just got one right now. Cody woke up Hunter from a nap here yesterday. Oh, God. You thought you were waking someone from the dead. Uh, like, it was yesterday. Yeah. He may, uh, you know, indulge during cleaning, you know, the couple of... Uh, <laughs> Outlaws, a couple, yeah, of, a couple sure. of six eight. I don't know. And he literally was sleeping face down, and I, you know, I walk over them like Hunter, Hunter, because <laughs> we were gonna leave early, and his alarm hadn't gone off. And then finally, I'm like, Hunter, Hunter, get up. And he's <laughs> literally is like he came from the deep end of the pool and just took his oh, first shit. breath. And he looks at me. <clears throat> Dude. And he's just staring like you good. <laughs> just out of it. Did I? Did I miss the alarm? <laughs> it's just like, no, no, oh, we're, we're leaving early. Yeah. Dude, pretty funny too because um, I used to snore really bad. Okay. And like I definitely had sleep apnea. So oh, yeah. <laughs> really bad. So Cal like lost 100 and, pounds. So me and Joey. It's not as much anymore. Me and Joey used to run around together all the time. We'd have to share a hotel room or whatever. And Joey would bring earplugs. And it was so bad. And I'm I used to do this thing. Dude. Joey, you can probably reenact it better where I would stop breathing. Oh, it was so uh, concerning. You reminded me because of the hunter thing. Here, here's the thing: if someone's snoring and it's rhythmic, you know, like it's right. going, it's like you can kind of go like this. <laughs> and then I would, and then I would do like a big gasp too. Yeah. So just like hunter, you my, know, quit breathing. Uncle. 
for like a it's minute. Terrifying. And then you go, yeah. You're fucking dying. Like yeah. that's like, dying. Yeah. Sleep apnea is real. My dad, he, oh, he had yeah. a, a sleep study done, and they're like, "Yeah, you're basically not sleeping all night." Oh yeah. You're like you're you're you're, you're not breathing. Like you need <laughs> you yeah. need to get this taken care of right Missing now. Missing a lot of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I used to wake up legitimately like I would wake up with headaches. Well, you know, well, you're not lack getting of oxygen, oxygen to your brain. Oxygen. Yeah, yeah. So I remember like waking up with headaches and like, damn, dude, that's crazy. I got a question for you because my left ear is currently ringing. Yeah. When did you guys start using? It's called Sound Gear, right? Sound Gear, yeah. When did you guys start using it? Four, five years four ago. Four, five years ago. Oh, yeah. Four, or five years ago. Started Which, out with their instant. Fest, after watching so they, you guys with it, I'm definitely. <laughs> what, yeah, you yeah, guys. I haven't it. seen that. Yeah. I saw you had something in, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yep. No, it's uh. It's custom hearing protection, so it amplifies all the noises that you need to hear. But then yeah. when it goes over, I think it's 14 decibels or 12 whatever. 12 decibels, can, yeah. 12, whatever can damage your hearing. Mm-hmm. It cuts it out, and it's gotcha. noise canceling. Does does good in the wind? Not like Yeah, it, you can hear the wind. Okay. You can hear but, the wind. There's a certain setting you can do, and you can turn yeah. down the volume But I noticed, like, having conversations with you guys, you guys never once, like, took them out. I mean, you had no problem. Oh, yeah, no, right no. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's... Calling with them is okay? Like yeah. Like, pressure? Yeah. Well, it, the it, thing that I tell everybody is, it sounds different for, like, the first six cadences, but you guys have been doing this for a while. Right. You know what you sound like. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And you adjust to it. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. very quickly. I've, just, I've tried a lot of different stuff and noticed you guys definitely, like, enjoyed using it, which is huge. So. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah, 100%. It's... I was trying to, like, think of some of the reasons, you know, for wanting to get sound gear. And one of the things that just popped in my head was when we first, when I first started hunting with Joey, didn't wear any hearing protection. <laughs> and here's the thing, right? That's like when you first good, start hunting, or you know, mentor. when you're young like that, you don't have a lot of hearing loss, you know. So to you, you obviously being a young kid, like everything, you're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm never gonna have any issues with that. But I'll tell you this: never once have I, at any point, hearing protection, not whatever, gotten like muzzle blasted, where your ears are ringing. And there's that little, like, voice in the back of your head that's like, that can't be good, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, no matter what. <laughs> no like, matter there's what, never yeah. once had that happen to me where I'm just like, no, yeah, it'll be fine in a minute. You know? <laughs> Every time it happens, you're like, damn, I probably should not be doing this. Yeah. Is there an option, like, if I'm in the house with my wife and kids and I just want to, like, cancel S- it all? Selective hearing? Yeah, there's actually can mute, I just, like, mute. There's actually, a, there's actually a, there's four <laughs> settings. There's, like, a setting one, setting two, setting three. And that's what you're saying for, like, the wind setting. You can change it. It sounds better in one of the settings. Perfect. Then there's mute. <laughs> now we're talking. Where you literally can hear nothing. Love it. Just blocked out. Oh, it's yeah. blocked out. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. slick. It, it is like pretty awesome. If it would actually amplify. Oh, no, it does. I, can hear, I can hear wings of birds as they're yeah. flying. I'm like, yes. That is was it the big like? One do you me. feel like you're good on directional, or is it like yeah, 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 hundred percent? Oh, it's amplified. I was telling Grant today too. One of the really nice things about it, when you're hunting a group with like twelve people, in like no hearing protection or not sound gears in, I can't hear. I would never know like what you're saying on the end of the blind, but because it amplifies sound, legitimately. When you're in that big of a blind, like I could hear what you're saying. Shit off to watch what I say tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're actually going to have a talk about and that so later. And so we're not letting <laughs> right. you leave tonight, actually, is what's going on. But <laughs> outside of that. But I hunt with Jack Lyles. So I don't have to worry about hearing anything because he go. yells the whole time. Fucking yells. <laughs> and blows. <laughs> dude, <laughs> the best part last <laughs> night. Dude, we're, we're, we're sitting at the table. And 
Jack was cleaning his gun and oh god, and Strand's like, oh, big Winchester guy. He's got the whole this thing is field trip like he's in Vietnam. I was like, what are we doing here? He's like, oh, I gotta clean my gun. I'm like, big Winchester guy, huh? Yeah, and then then the topic came up, something about ducks, and Strand's like, oh yeah, great. All I'm gonna hear is. Stick, squeak, squeak. I'm gonna hear bam, airlock, bam, squeak, bam, airlock. <laughs> He's like, mm. dude, it was. I got my. He gets tuning. after him, dude. I got my whole tuning kit sitting on the microwave. I've got corks, reeds, scissors, you name it. I got. Yeah. I'm like, dude, tune it up. He's like, yeah, I probably should. I'm like, it's now. all sitting yeah. right there, please. Yeah. 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 I was dying laughing. Uh, Jack, you're awesome. Yeah, Jack's amazing. <laughs> the cool thing is, like. We got an awesome group of guys. Oh yeah, that's a like, good, group. good group. Oh yeah, you know, light or many hands make light work, dude. We just motor down. Me and Brent were talking after the hunt today, and it was, you know, we were both just kind of saying that like it's always really fun when you get together with a group. You don't know how exactly everyone's going to gel and vibe, right? But like the group that we have here today, now one person, what do I do next? Where am I going to go? Hey. You know, like everybody is literally just you get to the field. We, we picked up two hundred and twenty ish full bodies, yeah. all the panels, everything, thirty five minutes. Yeah. No, we set yeah. it out. We no, set we it out. walked to the trucks yeah. and by yeah. the time we got back everything was in a pile. Yeah. Was crazy. And we set it out in thirty five minutes this morning. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we got there at five fifteen. We were done at five fifty. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. We're gonna do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh yeah. I got a question for you guys. Might be something you have to think of. Okay. But can you tell us a crazy hunting story? And when we say crazy, right, we want to hear, like, the unique and the out of the ordinary. So if you have, like, if you've ever had a hunt where you were, like, freaked out, like you heard, like, I, some lady screaming in the woods or something like that, or if you've, like, been shot at, like, anything like that, that's what we want to hear about. So this this one's a sad one. Um, oh, it was boy. my... No, I'm sorry, but this, is this like, waterfowl, this was at... Out at the dairy in Coquille. Oh, yeah. My senior year of high school, this guy, I met this guy, Rob and Jana Bowler. He had, um, he invited me. He, he like, he had a place in New Zealand where he duck hunted. He'd go down there, do that program. And then he's like, yeah, I'll take you duck hunting. So we showed up there. The water's at the highway. We're launching the boat at the highway. Like, we're talking, it's a, it's a mile plus down to the river. It's all flooded out. And, um, so first time hunting with him, it's him and I, and his wife was going to stay there. He had two, two dogs. One's going to stay in the truck for the first part of the morning. We'll come back so we can get, get the other dog and work. And we're sitting there and he's getting the boat ready. And all of a sudden you hear, and his lab got ran over like right there, dude. It was like right then and there. I mean, and this guy just like lived and breathed by those dogs. And yeah. that was just such a I mean, it was horrifying. Yeah. It's just one of those, it makes me like, even at our house here, like, yeah. you know, my dog's pretty good around vehicles. It's, you know, driveway, but it's still just so nerve wracking. Yeah. So like always pay attention to that stuff. I, I will not let them out by the highway doing any of that stuff. Like if we're, it's the last thing I'm going to do is get my dog out after, you know, everything's the last ready. thing out of the truck for me is always a dog. Yeah. The last thing I was yeah. It was just one of those things though. It just, Took the wind out of your sails, man, seeing that. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that'll ruin the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's over. Sorry, sorry to bring no, it thanks, down, but that, that's it. just one of those, like, just a horrifying oh, yeah, story that, crazy. you know, um, I got yeah. more of a crazy story. So there we are, duck hunting. 
my buddy Hank Hanwalt, who got me into waterfowl hunting. Shot my first duck with him. Shot my first turkey with him. He's like the turkey guy. You've heard me talk about Hank. Yep. Well, we're hunting Umatilla, uh, which is McCormick Slough, wildlife area. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know he was in the process. He's, he's quite a bit older than me. He's probably in his late 60s now. He was passing kidney stones. Nice. I have, I have no idea. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like you know, late teens, early 20s in college, <laughs> yeah. and we're out there duck hunting. <laughs> And uh, he's been having to, you know, go to the bathroom a bunch. I'm like, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden, we're having a good good hunt, too. We're having a great time. All of a sudden, he's like, Eric. I was like, what? He goes, I need your help. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I figured he was going to the bathroom. So I go back there, and he is, like, keeled over, like, fetal position, like, just writhing in pain. I'm like, what's going on, man? He's like, I think I didn't, I'm passing a stone. He goes, I, I can't move. He's like, it's, like, debilitating. Like, I can't do anything. I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, I think you have to call an ambulance. I'm like, seriously? He's like, I gotta get to, I gotta get to the hospital. I'm like, well, okay. He goes, I, I don't think I don't think I can just do this on my own. I'm like, what? You gotta be kidding me, man. So sure enough, I mean, I'm I'm younger, so I'm like, I'll listen to what he said. All right, so I call an ambulance. Ambulance is on his way. I'm like, meet me at the C3 parking lot on Umatilla <laughs> National Wildlife Refuge. Damn. I gotta get this guy 300 yards back to the truck. Yeah. So literally, like. <laughs> carry him back to the truck and then they took him away and i went and ended up following him but yeah he was passing a kidney stone and like basically had a blockage and they took him to the hospital and he had to have it taken care of at the no hospital kidding. but i was just like yeah um i'm in the middle of nowhere can you guys <laughs> yeah. come find us please yeah. <laughs> do you guys have a boat ambulance yeah, exactly. like no, that's one I'll never, ever, ever forget. Oh, I just remember man. Like, what the hell do I do? I don't know what to yeah. do here. Passing oh. kidney stones. Yeah. Passing kidney stones in the... Do you go to the, do you go to the hospital to pass kidney stones? They, they did. They, well, for him. Yeah. Um, a lot of times... They'll, they'll break it down yeah, break so it, that they'll it they'll can pass. Yeah. Yep. yeah. They'll hit it with an ultrasound. Yep. Sure. Break it up. It's pretty <laughs> wild stuff. That's like one of my <laughs> biggest fears. It's like you, you're Drinking peeing. them rocksters. Well, good thing I don't drink rocksters. Right. Right. Is it? Do they say that rock stars give you kidney stones? No, I definitely. I know it's it, lack of water. It seems like is like one of those things, and it's like most of those guys that just pound energy drinks. Literally, it's like they drink that <laughs> beer or whatever, like or like yeah, Coke, exactly or Coke, yeah, and they just yeah. So it's yeah, definitely it's always it. a guy I know with like he drinks like seventeen diet cokes a day. Yeah. Oh no, it's just like one of my biggest fears. This guy who used to live by our cabin. uh, so many amazing stories about this guy but he's now dead and he was in vietnam and he ricky had all pee-pee? these health problems what's that ricky pp ricky pp uh was his nickname around <laughs> the area and uh he had always like pissed his pants and whatever like he was a severe alcoholic okay. and so we went into his shack and i mean shack it's smaller <laughs> than this living room here and he lived in it in south dakota and it was like negative 50 out there and I don't know how he's alive, but he it was like kind of like the caretaker of the property. And there was this jar up on the the windowsill. And I went in there one day, even though I wasn't supposed to. And my dad's like, you can't go into Ricky's house. I'm like, okay. You know, and I go in there and I go, Rick, what's that jar? And I mean, it's filled with shit. I mean, it's like a big like piggy bank style jar with like the top that you take <laughs> He goes, oh, those are my kidney stones for my doctor to, to check. And I'm thinking to myself, what is it? First of all, what is a kidney stone? I'm 12. And then I went back to my dad's place, went into the Mayo Mayo Clinic book, and looked up what a kidney stone was. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> he said, what the just fuck? 
Dude, I'm not kidding you. This jar was like 10 inches around and it was like six inches deep. Full of like Kitty different stones. different variety of stones. <laughs> and, he, and he made a joke with my dad. He goes, Yeah, my urethra is pretty much callous at this point. I don't even feel them at this point. And I'm just like, dude. dude it's not okay. Oh my gosh. How are you getting them all into the to, yeah, to the jar. To the jar. You pissing into a strainer every day? What is going on? Gosh. If you cheesecloth. If you piss that dude, many out cheesecloth. But God. dude, maybe he does piss into a strainer. <laughs> yeah. Like to. when you pass that many kidney stones. Oh, there's another one. Fell right. out. Right. Fell out. Yeah. <laughs> Fell out. No, but he didn't was, even notice how he I was, was doing that. And he was exposed to like all the ridiculous chemicals that they were spraying. Agent Orange. He was yeah, bad proponent so. of that. And so I think after he realized he was dying from that, he just like went overboard on the alcohol. Yeah. So naturally with that comes pee-pee stones oh. from Ricky Pee-Pee. Yeah. What, how, what, what, how did you guys start Midwest Flyways? Like what was the... Yeah. Um, man, we started Midwest Flyways actually because we watched, I watched Dr. Duck. Oh, okay. The Yeti film presents, you know, yeah. Dr. Duck video. Yeah. Fired up. Yeah. And so Joey, I didn't grow up hunting. You know, I grew up my my dad and brothers big into fishing. So I didn't grow up hunting. Joey was big into hunting and obviously I've known Joey since we were like 6, 7, 6. I was 5. I was 6. Yeah, so we've known okay. each other for 25 years. Okay. Right? Grew up across the street. And so I always went out to the cabin. Joey was my best friend. Uh and then eventually after I was done in college, Joey got me into hunting. So I started hunting when I was 20. And, um, essentially, man, like I just didn't like, there was nobody to teach me how to do it. So I'm like thinking to myself sitting there watching this Dr. Duck video. And I'm like, dude, if, if Joey hadn't taught me how to hunt, I can't imagine how you'd ever even consider getting into waterfowl hunting. There's so much to it, so much to understand. And honestly, before I started duck hunting, you don't even think about the fact that like ducks are around you, you know? Right. Like for someone that doesn't grow up in it, like you drive by ducks now, you know, like you anyone who duck hunts, you drive by ducks on a highway. You know, you could be off, you know, 94, a main stretch of road, and you see ducks in a pond, you're like, oh, there's mallards right there. You know, it just registers in your yeah. brain. But before that, you didn't even think about it. So anyway, we had a buddy, Connor, um, who owned Midwest Flowers with us and doesn't now, but started it with us and he was working as a videographer Crazy videographer right yeah. the, he, he was more always behind the camera right oh, like, absolutely yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. good dude. yeah yeah and um yeah connor was connor started with us uh kind of had to convince connor and joey to start it together they didn't mm -hmm. really like yeah, each we other were mortal enemies yeah really since yeah. middle school yeah oh. used yeah. to be friends and then we both like mess with each other all the time in high school and then cal's like let's meet at green mill have a pizza and a beer kiss and make up and we did and then uh started making videos but we started in february yeah and, and so there's nothing to hunt yeah and so we're like oh shit what do we make videos on so then we started making educational content and then we kind of took a step back we're like hey why are we doing this in the first place and so what we came up with is very similar to what you guys came up with we're like cal never grew up hunting and he probably would have never hunted if i hadn't taken him with me mm -hmm. and Think about how many other kids are out there where their dads or their uncles, they're not as fortunate as us to have had that. And so to be able to pass on the heritage and the traditions of yep. waterfowling to keep it going in each generation 
is kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. So if we need to educate people, we can. If we're just trying to get people fired up, we can do that. But, um, yeah, that was pretty cool when he brought that up to me. I, it was probably like first year we did yeah. it. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the coolest part. That's our why. Mm-hmm. Like, why right. do we do this? It's like to help other people continue on the sport because the numbers are dropping, supposedly. The numbers are dropping. <laughs> and it's yeah. just becoming a lost art or dream. Yeah, our our, uh, our mantra, you know, or our why is that uh, we understand the traditions of the outdoors are greater than ourselves, and we hope to inspire the next generation to keep those things alive. That's essentially That's awesome. our, That yeah. was our mantra. And so then we just built everything off that. You know, that made it kind of easy. Yeah. And just doing the educational content was really how we started growing. And then Connor, obviously, the whole goal from the beginning was to do the cinematic stuff. Mm-hmm. So we just started doing that kind of when we had the chance. And yeah, same thing you guys are doing. You know, a lot of education and like... Right. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't have someone, it's tough. And it comes across just even in the content, right? It's like, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, it's not like here's the lesson. It's just like that's how we had noticed it through our elk content. We didn't really quite feel like we were educated at the level that really we were until people were like, "Dude, I went to Colorado for the first time. I did exactly what you guys were doing." And I killed my first bull, you know, and it's like, so sick. dude, it is crazy. Like, that's such a, just like, and you never know. And I think that's the hard part, you guys too. Like, there's a disconnect, right? Like, you're talking into the camera. You don't know what that person's going through or where they're at in life or all the things. And then all of a sudden you get a message about how they, you know, are super depressed and they got in and like, they were jacked up watching you guys in Canada with you guys in Midwest Flywell, you know, and like all of a sudden... Like it makes it real, right? Oh, you know, yeah. when you have that connection to the viewer. So it's pretty well, cool. Yeah, and there's one thing we can touch on there is like we haven't really discussed it yet, but this trip to Canada, I mean, this is easily done as a DIY, right? This right. is easily done. I mean, if you, if you want to put the time and effort into it and plan it, grab a hotel room, knock on doors, put a trailer together, grab some buddies. Yeah. It's the biggest thing is getting across the border. Get all your paperwork in line. Once you get here, it's easy to get a license. It's it's affordable. I mean, it's not it's not a tough Honestly, trip. I was right. I was pretty surprised on how much it costed. Oh really? Two forty? See, oh yeah. no! See, see, you're wrong though, because it's it's actually in American money. It's like one sixty. And I'll back up. I'm so used to the big game tags. Mm. To me, like two forty, I'm like, sweet. That's like a, a Montana deer tag, twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just I'm so yeah, used to yeah to shoot one, shoot one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the thing I could never really get into with like deer hunting. Okay, you can shoot one. Congrats. Whereas <laughs> this, you can go out and shoot. 20 snows, eight darts, <laughs> eight ducks, and yeah. then tomorrow go do the same thing. It's yep. like hell. It's obviously different. Yes. Yep. But yeah. yeah. I, and I think it, just the sport of waterfowling, honestly, is it's a great for youth, women. You know, I mean, you have to deal with some weather, right? Mm-hmm. But the action, the opportunity, every day is a little bit different. You know, it's, and it's not just all leads up to one moment, right? You can have that. A lot of times in one day. Right. Yeah. Before we wrap, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, obviously, you guys have a very large following. So, have to ask you guys the question, how has social media changed hunting and hunting culture? <clears throat> Maybe give us, like, some of your mind, the pros and kind of the cons of, like, that whole thing and, and how we traverse it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I can start <clears throat> yeah, I... I I, I view social media in a lot of different ways. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's going to be good and bad with anything that you're, anything social media, right? 
one of the detriments of social media that I see, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, podcast, YouTube, whatever it be, is the nothing's sacred anymore. You know, spots aren't sacred, migrations aren't sacred. I mean, like the little things that that might give someone the edge, or like all of a sudden now when new birds show up, it actually kind of keys into what you're saying too, as far as like hunter numbers, because right now they say that the hunter numbers are on the decline. Yeah. Okay, so if I'll, if I buy into that, hunter numbers on the decline. Why is there so much hunting pressure? Right, because information is so accessible. Correct. I can see where people are shooting birds. I can do as much scouting as I want on Instagram in in twenty minutes instead of driving. And I'm not saying like I can't find the field, but I can find. Okay, I live in northwest <laughs> Oregon. Okay, well in eastern Oregon, they just got a big push. That's two and a half hours for me. In, in a waterfowler's you know mind, that's nothing. I'll right. drive two and a half hours. You bet tomorrow. So it's like all of a sudden it congregates hunters. And when birds show up, all, all of a sudden they're beat up and used up so much faster. I see it on Savion all the time. These birds show up, we get a big push, and in three or four hunt days, so less than a week, they're burned up. I mean, yeah. they, they've gone from brand new to stale in less than a week. Yeah, And they're like, they're publishing numbers so you know exactly how many birds were shot and all the whole deal. Mm. On, on the positive, on the flip side, I mean, it's a great place for sharing information and to get to, to recruit hunters, to get people involved, to – to market um but i also see a lot of waterfowl hunters i think i think and waterfowl big game turkey you name it they're doing it for the wrong reasons you know, so many people are concerned with likes and follows and all those things that they, yeah. they aren't necessarily hunting for the right reasons yeah that was kind of where like yeah. eric and i talked about this a lot through elk season you know and it's um i won't name names but it just there's there's some eric no there's there's some uh <laughs> Uh, big names in not so much the hunting industry, but ever just popularity deal. And it's like, they're paying a lot of money and they've got this picture and yeah, they're doing it for the meat and everything, but it's this giant bull and there, there's no work behind it. There's no, um, I mean, they've earned it right through what they've done in their life and the money they've earned, but it's not and, hunting. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not for the sport, the, the camaraderie. It's not it, for the right reason. No. It's, it's yeah. for a picture. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, I see it in my kids. They're watching YouTube. They're watching that. And, like, it's such an influential deal to the next generation youth that, that don't have. And and there is. There's just they want that instant success, instant gratification, and they don't enjoy the the journey behind it. And I think that's the it's, thing. It's the, it's the process. Right. The yeah. process um, you know, since I started back into waterfowling, like my waterfowling experience as a kid was in the sense of, I went behind my parents' house, hunted the river, had a small spread and learned a little bit more on field and the process now of travel hunting and hunting snows and big water, all the things like, I love it. I love the days when you just get your dick kicked in, but you're at the end of the day, like, okay, I fucked up here. Or yeah, I knew, something. you know, I pushed this. I, I, yeah, that probably was, yeah, maybe I can get away with it. Absolutely not. Next time, not pushing the hide. Well, I think know? it goes hand in hand too with, with social media, but also like the evolution of a waterfowl hunter and the different phases that every waterfowl hunter goes through is, so when you first start waterfowl hunting, everything's brand new, right? right. Like everything from putting on your waders to walking in the water to calling on your first, your first wader fart. Yeah, everything. It's, it's all like <laughs> yeah. those new experiences, right? Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're starting to see a little bit of success. So now it's like, oh, this is awesome. I'm driven by the success. I'm starting to figure this out. Now all of a sudden you're kind of starting to become a killer. 
and now it's all about the number, right? Yeah, like I, got, I, I, I gotta kill mm-hmm. a limit. I gotta, you'll you'll hunt three more hours just to make sure I killed that limit. Yep. Then all of a sudden it turns into okay, now I want to shoot a limit a certain way, right? I, I'm I've, I'm an efficient waterfowl hunter. I feel like I can go out there and shoot my geese, shoot my ducks, but I want to do it in a certain way. I want I want to decoy them. I want to have control. Then all of a sudden it all changes and it's like, okay, I enjoy this so much. I want to enjoy it with people that I enjoy to spend time with. Yeah. And that's, and the, that's I mean, the big that's, one. And then verbatim. Yeah. Then yeah. the next thing that I would say, and this is what I've learned with Eric, is I want to take care of these birds. Yeah. So it's not, I'm just going to come in there and burn them down. Nope. I, I've got to hunt these, you know, these stale birds for the next two weeks. Hunt the X, you'll have a good day. Hunt around the X, you'll have a great season. Right. Yeah. If I go in there and burn the coop every single time I hunt, like sweet, I'm gonna have a great grip and grim picture. It's gonna be awesome. And I'm gonna struggle maybe for another couple weeks until I get on that next coop. But if I can go around it and run traffic, hunt the scraps, shoot shoot birds that are trading. Yeah. Yeah. You're a coyote. Exactly. You're a coyote at the chicken coop. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're digging underneath the fence. You're grabbing <laughs> yeah, one on exactly. the end. Exactly. Yeah. You don't exactly. go in there and tear up every yeah. bird. Yeah. Because it's I, gonna take a couple weeks for him to get new. Case options. in point, we saw. What fifteen two thousand birds max today out of what there we was twenty percent of the birds we saw yeah, that that were in the field and we shot a hundred eleven yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will say like I'm not <laughs> preaching about the different like the evolution of a waterfowl hunter I've been in every stage yeah I've been through all of them I've been I've been I, I'm not too proud to say I've been through a stage where it's like I have to kill a limit like yeah. no matter what oh yeah I got twenty I got twenty six ducks I need two more I'm gonna go jump shoot two more just like gotta get the two you know right. and then all of a sudden you kind of like work through that and you're like yeah. That's not why I want to do this anymore. And and then yep. you get your first dog and your, your whole world changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he still has to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done the dog thing. And I understand how special it is. Obviously, I've seen. You start hunting for your dog. It it's you know, awesome. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah he's yeah. been hunting with my dog for 10 years. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. That, that to me anymore. Like, there was a lot of goes I did not shoot today. I was just watching her and trying not to let her. Yippee! She was excited. I <laughs> mean, that big. Mom. She's a good dog, man. What's your dog's name? <laughs> Gosh, hey, tell us. <laughs> Officially, it's Lady Glitter Sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, for you listeners that have watched the movie Trolls, have young ones. My daughter was four at the time. She had the honor of picking the name. Mm. So Trolls was happening in the That's house. A big movie. Yep. Lady Glitter Sparkles. It was. So I'm like, sweet. I'll call her Lady. Like I'm down with that. She's like, no, Dad. It's sparkles. I mean, just like. <laughs> yeah, there's down. nothing better than watching one of your best friends and a grown man yell sparkles in a goose field. No, sparkles! That's, that's why I had to ask you yesterday what your dog's name was. Yeah. Remember I walked up? Yeah, like, exactly. What's her name? And then Hunter. Because I swear yeah. to God, I heard him <laughs> yeah, yelling sparkles. Hunter, Hunter called her sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, I heard <laughs> sprinkles, sparkle. Dude, I'm like, Randy, Randy walks in the house yesterday. Oh, yeah, nice, nice looking dog. What's his name? I said, oh, it's sparkles. And he kind of chuckles, and Hunter goes, no, it's sprinkles. And I'm like, no, it's spark- sprinkles. <laughs> She's like, dude, drop it. It's unbelievable. Hunter is 12. Yes. Yeah, I'm 12. yes. He's 12 years old. Yeah. What were we talking about right before sparkles? Social media influence and evolution of waterfall hunting. Dog, first dog. First evolution dog. of yeah. waterfall hunting. I think yeah. it was, uh, was going to touch on the evolution part, but... Um, I've absolutely gone through those stages and mm-hmm. kind of like trickled back into a couple where it's like, mm, I'm just going to go back six years, <laughs> you know? But uh, now really all I care about is making sure that they do it so right in the spread. Yep. And especially Cal and I have been shooting a 20 gauge now for three, four years. And it is so gratifying. Oh, yeah. It feels so good to shoot a duck or a goose with a sub gauge 
So naturally, you want to get them closer just to make sure you're going to woof them. And that's just completely changed it, too, where it's like, no, I want them in tight, and I want a good shot. I don't want my dog to swim 80 yards. Right. You know, like, let's do it right. It's like a whole different thing. And now it's to where you you explained it as um, going out with people that you love. Mm -hmm. And I love taking new people, not as a guide. You know, but it's like friends yeah. like, Joe, you are so annoying. You're gone every weekend. Why are you always duck hunting? It's like, I got an extra set of waders, got an extra shotgun, yep. just built a pontoon blind with Cal, and there's going to be 2x12s walking from the dude's yard into the pontoon. Sweet. You don't even need your own waders. Yeah. yeah. Just get in there, and I want you to experience it. We were literally just talking right before we left about this pontoon blind, and on the way out, I was like, Joe, Fucking I really want us dude. to prioritize like taking some of these buddies that we have that we don't see that much mm-hmm. and getting them out there. And he's like, absolutely. And so it's just kind of, you know, it's cool. For me right now, and it'll be you guys soon too, is like my oldest is going to be 11. Last year he started his first ducks and geese. And like now I get to relive all those stages and help kind of oh, pass man, that I can't on. wait, dude. And watch those that excitement, like that uncontrollable, yeah. like I can't sleep in that excitement come back it's pretty fun that's it's, i used to puke in the blind oh every yeah. morning oh yeah that's so i've heard of a couple people <laughs> dude, doing that what <laughs> every dude, hunt they puke dude i would get so excited like literally there's get like dry like sit there mouth starts <laughs> watering and like dry even everyone was like uh birds are flying cody's back <laughs> you know it's like that it's like the first 10 minutes for shooting light and just it was stop the guy, yeah. can, the guy can. I would never take you again. The guy can be motionless That's... at eight yards with a bull screaming in his face, and there's ducks flying. Just bleh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! I don't know. Dude. I luckily outgrew that one, but that was a pretty common Holy deal. Holy shit! So, How yeah. old were you when that was happening? Oh, uh, like sixteen to eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're six to eighteen, sixteen to eighteen years yeah, old. Yeah, somewhere oh. in that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. How were you when you were talking to girls in high school? Uh, awkward as fuck. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hide your news. It's only this in duck hunting, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Oh, so, my gosh. That's so awesome. No, but well, um, cannot thank you guys enough for yeah. having us out on I'll the stream. play outro music for us, Carter. Oh, we gotta, yeah. We got to... Thank you. Do this again. This but is the also, first, first of many. Yeah. But also, you're going to have to come out to Minnesota and put yes. you on a proper migration hunt. Dude, oh, we'll yeah. Sitting, like, hearing, seeing the videos, hearing the stories, like, pit, blind, everyone wailing on the calls, yeah. monster honker spread, with just breaking down migrators. I'm like, that sounds One of the fun. cool things about Minnesota, too, is a lot of their bars, it's two-for-one beer. That's, that's true, true actually. Pretty sweet. That's, that's very real true. If I want to get two, I was like, "Wow, this is this is cool." Probably not Oregon prices either. No, you can no. do you can do a two for for like five fifty, yeah. five bucks. Really? Oh yeah, it, it gets in, you get in trouble. Yeah, you can get <laughs> yeah. you, you can, can get in get trouble. trouble. Yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Uber. Goose hunt and drink in Minnesota in the Negative winter. Negative forty. So. Ice yeah. drink, fish. fish, fucking hunt. Unbelievable. Thanks for having us on, guys. No, thanks, guys. Of course, of course. Thanks for having us up here. We're going to have to continue the saga of hunting together because it's been an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. Shenanigans. So, too easy. Shenans. Yeah. We're doing it. See you tomorrow, Ghost. Thanks, yep. guys. Um, Let's do it. Really quick, one more thing. 